Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Hey guys, Chris here. Welcome back to another episode um, of the Chris Hawks Games. As always, my name is Chris, and good chat about some games with you guys in this episode. So yeah, um, first things first, we are going to start off with the news. Okay, guys. So some interesting news come out in the last couple of weeks. So a few bits to go over. Um, big. Thing is a big new release date from Sony, which is the PSVR 2 release date, and also along with that, the price. Uh, the headset will be releasing on the 22nd of February 2023, and in a move that has surprised a lot of people, um, even though a lot of people were saying it will be expensive, um, they have gone on the price and it is £530 or $550. Um, so, yeah. You are looking at paying more for the PSVR 2 headset than you and controllers than you would be playing for PlayStation 5. So yeah, it does include the uh, controllers for the VR stuff. So that is one thing that does come with it. Um, but I think a lot of people did get a bit of sticker shock when they saw the price. But it is um, something that has been speculated on. That it will be potentially quite expensive bit of quit with all the technology in it. Um, there isn't a pack in game, so it is just going to be the headset for the base price. Although I know in America they are doing a bundle for six hundred dollars, which does include the Horizon Call of the Mountain VR game. So, so yeah, they have shown off a handful of games that are coming out. I know Resident Evil is getting quite behind it. Resident Evil Four remake and um, Resident Evil Eight um, or Resident Evil Village. So yeah, they are kind of supporting. The VR headset, but yeah, um, a lot of people did have, like I say, had sticker shock with this sort of price. Um, and I think, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how well it does. I know at one point the original PSVR was the best selling VR headset, um, but it will be interesting to see just how well this one takes off. I know the Meta Crest is doing pretty well. And doesn't require a console or anything to be connected to. So it'd be interesting if Sony can compete with the Quest VR headsets or not. Um, and it'd be interesting to see what the perception is. Because I know that uh, it seems quite mixed. Some people are saying, yeah, they don't want it at all. Other people are saying it's, they want it too expensive. And other people are like, yeah, it's going to be amazing. So it's kind of split the fan base a little bit, but yeah, very excited to see how it goes for Sony with the headset. Um, I know, especially in America, they are restricting where you can buy the um, headset from or pre-order the headset from. A lot of it is through Sony's PlayStation Direct site, um, but I think the UK is more PlayStation Directly and they also have got I think Amazon, Barry, and a few other companies have got 
Um, they also do pre-orders on it, so I'd be interested in seeing how quickly it sells out. Um, yeah, so next bit of news is sticking with PlayStation and God of War Ragnarok is a big Sony release coming up in like, a matter of days. It's coming out, I think it's the 9th of November, so yeah, um, drew out imminently, and which means reviews embargo has lifted and it is actually performing very well on reviews. Um, scoring very highly, uh, currently on Metacritic it is 94. So yeah, uh, very high mixed reviews. I think all the reviews are positive. So yeah, it looks like Sony has got a good game on their hands. A lot of people saying like, this sets a new benchmark for that style of game. Um, and will make its peers kind of have to work harder and come up with new ideas and stuff like that. So, so yeah, God of War is a series I've got to admit I've not really played. Um not one I've ever got into, but it is a big release for Sony coming up, and a lot of people are definitely quite excited about it. Um, and it is seeming to deliver on the um, gameplay front, so a lot of people are really enjoying what they're playing with it in the reviews. So, we need to see how it does with user reviews when it launches next week. Uh, could be a very big game for Sony going into this winter. Um, yeah, and then the last bit of news we've got is Phil Spencer from Microsoft has been doing some interviews recently, um, a few little things that we've been talking about, and part of what came up was discussion around how Sony raised, will raise their prices in several territories, including Japan, UK and Europe, and places like that, um, but they didn't raise the price in America because it was all to do with exchange rates and the strength of the dollar. Where um, Microsoft got on the subject of financials with the Xbox and that, and they actually end up confirming that they currently do lose between $100 and $200 per Xbox Series system sold. I think the Series X, they lose more. Um, the Series S, they lose a bit less. But, um, yeah, it's between $100 and $200 per system that they do lose um it's not uncommon for console manufacturers to lose money on systems sold especially at the beginning of the life cycle um because it's obviously new technology um and they kind of say they lost to make the money later on in the cycle where people are buying the games or in microsoft's um instance signing up to game pass stuff like that and get the revenue from that um yeah, it's interesting to see like, it is still a thing and that they are taking a significant hit on each console sold. Um, but on the same interview, or well, like another interview, Phil Spencer did say that they are kind of reviewing where they stand in terms of costs. Um, and they may have to raise some prices at some point, somewhere. A lot of people have speculated I don't think it would be on the consoles I think they're going to keep the consoles at a set price but may look at reviewing or adjusting the price of Game Pass or again with uh, physical game releases where Sony has adopted the $70 price tag for PS5 games as have a lot of big third party publishers like EA, Activision and um, 
companies like that and Ubisoft. Um, a lot of those are charging $70 for their next-gen games. So uh, Sony have already started doing that. So it'll be interesting to see if Microsoft do follow suit with their like, physical versions of their games and start charging $70 for the games, um, which will be interesting to see how that goes. Um, but yeah, it's very interesting how the finances of um, consoles work, really. Um, I know Microsoft have made quite a bit of money in the gaming sector. I think a lot of it is down to um, so Game Pass subscription and stuff like that. They have now said it is profitable. So what they're making in is covering what they're spending out. And it is covering the development of their in-house first-party games and stuff like that. So... So yeah, I think that is good to see that it is profitable. I know there are swings and roundabouts and sometimes less big games are on the service. Um, but I think that's how they balance it out because obviously the big games probably need a big check to get them in there. Um, but yeah, all interesting stuff from Microsoft and it'll be interesting to see exactly how they do uh, go forward and whether they do start adjusting prices and stuff like that. Um Obviously, the uh, Xbox Live Gold seems to be kind of a bit of a rough... The rough area is the right way to say it at the moment, but it is something you still have to pay for, and the games with gold are kind of diminishing quite a bit. They're obviously focusing on putting exclusive games or free games onto Game Pass rather than games with gold. Um, games with gold is where you get like to download a game for free within a certain time period, normally across a month. Uh, used to be four games, used to be two um, Xbox One games and then some 360, Xbox 360 games, the backwards compatible ones. But they have stopped the um, backwards compatible, like the 360 one, so it is now pretty much uh, Xbox One games and they're not the best world-known or quite often indie or underperforming games, so... Um, so yeah, it's, a lot of people do kind of the cover games of gold at the moment and it's not really a big selling point for Microsoft anymore. So um, it's where they look at re, redoing their like, Xbox Live service and maybe they kind of... Because uh, you know you get Xbox Live with Game Pass, they might just kind of have a way of relaunching Game Pass as their online subscription part thing and... Maybe bumping the price slightly. Um, that'd be interesting to see if they do do that. Um, but yeah, that is my new section for this week. Um, there's a few interesting bits to talk about there. It'd be interesting to see how God of War Ragnarok continues to do. Um, what Microsoft decides to do with their their um, funding, obviously. So is PSVR too. Will it um, will it get the audience they're looking for? Will it be too niche? Will it be kind of... Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how well that goes. Um, but yeah, let's get going on to the main section of the show. Okay, guys, so yeah, main section of this week's show. I thought we'd look back at the month of October, some of the big games that released, and kind of my thoughts on them. And to know last episode, I did review the last two of Nostal Gaia. I will kind of touch on that again um i'll talk about a couple of the other games that i have been playing on that came out in october 
and give my thoughts on those as well. Obviously, it is a busy time for games, so I can give you guys a good steal on what's what I've been enjoying and kind of my thoughts on whether I think certain games are worth it. Then, yeah, by all means, I will do. Um, but yes, um, first, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about Last Hero Nostalgia. Um, still think it's really fun, really good kind of way to ease yourself into. Um, like Souls like games you've not really played them before. Um so I never played the Souls like before, I think it is kind of a good one to ease you in. Has that difficulty where it needs to, but it was also funny and kind of engages you and kind of rewards exploration, so yeah, it is very much a game that is worth kind of for me it's worth having to go on. Um I know Technically, it's free games. I didn't pay for it because I had a review copy. Um, but yeah, I probably would pay for it. I know it is um, that nineteen ninety nine, so it's about twenty quid. So it's been an investment, but I think you will get some good fun out of it. Um, I'll try to look at what his Metacritic score is, but there is only three kind of official reviews on Metacritic at the moment. Um, two at eighty and one at sixty. So two, positive one, mixed, effectively. Um, both have, or well, both of the high ones did mention it's humour, as did the one at 60. Um, the one at 60 felt that it kind of fell a bit flat or fell a bit short of like the Souls-like games it was emulating, whereas I think the two at 80 said it was a really good kind of take on it, um, really rewarded its exploration and... Like, had its really great character and storytelling, so... So, yeah, I think they're kind of similar to where we kind of, where me and Matt end up being, um, when we reviewed it in the last episode. Um, I kind of worked out the Metacritic score myself, by kind of working out the average of those three scores. It works out 73 on Metacritic, which is a pretty decent score, or a fairly good score. Um, it's not an incredible score, but it's still in the good range, so, yeah... I would definitely consider uh, giving it a go. Um, very much one that I enjoy. Um, next up is Mary Plus Rabbit's Barks of Hope. Um, the Obviously the new or second instalment in the Mario Plus Rabbit series. Um, yeah, it's been a few years in the, in the making this one. Um, about five years after the sequel came out. Uh, original came out um yeah it looked really incredible looks really good like um i am really enjoying how the control of the character is a lot more free uh, you can run around the battle area a bit more you can have more traversal over the um open world areas yeah so you can explore more you can kind of have more freedom about where you go and yeah i think the um the humor's still there, the humor's still on point. Rabbit Peach is just kind of so camping great company that I kind of really love it. Um yeah, very much something to look into getting if you do enjoy strategy games. Um really I've not played loads of it, but I have really kind of enjoyed what I've played so far. Um I think the combat 
is good, but you also have got the way of a way of kind of getting stuck in and it can be quite deep and lots of tactics and a lot of different ways to do it and better ways to do it, especially if you go for like the kind of challenges, like in terms of being about within a certain amount of moves or turns, which is pretty cool. Um, maybe I'll drive parts, I hope is currently 86 on Metacritic. Um, yeah, it's a pretty strong score. It's doing really well and being um, pretty much well liked. Um, I think some of the things I've found a bit weird is I think the voice acting is inconsistent. So like there'll be some bits or some characters have lots of voice acting. Then I'll go to another character who's not very well voice acted or haven't got much voice lines. So it'd be like some scenes would have full dialogue from one character and then little clips of dialogue from another and like text. So yeah, it was a bit inconsistent with that. So I think I would like to have seen more consistency on that side of things. Um, but yeah, very much, if you're a fan of the original, I'd definitely recommend checking this one out. Um, very funny. Uh, great looking environments and a lot of tactical thinking involved, um, especially in terms of meeting the battles and doing combos and tricks with your uh, teammates, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, very much, like I said, one that's worth checking out again. And another one which I would recommend which I have been playing, is Bayonetta 3. Uh, Bayonetta 3 is uh, a game that I've been waiting a very long time for. Uh, I got announced way back in um, December 2017, sorry, December 2017, it got announced at the Game Awards. Um, when they announced that the first two Bayonetta games were coming to the Switch, they also confirmed that Bayonetta 3 was... Coming, so it is finally out now. Uh, came out the 28th of October, so just before Halloween. Um, and yeah, the big question is, was it worth the wait? Uh, obviously, five years in development. Um, uh, lots of that time not knowing what's going on, not seeing any footage from it. Um, and yeah, I think it is... A very fun game. If you do like the Bayonetta series, you know what it's all about. You know the sass, the campness, the um, style, the flair. Um, just the character of Bayonetta. They've still got that um, character, even though it's a different voice actress, obviously, with all the controversy that's gone on around that. Um, but I think a lot of it was caused by Helena Taylor when she kind of... Um, held a little hissy fit because they wouldn't pay her an insane amount of money um, for the role and she turned down the chance to cameo um, when they did, did come out that she was off the chance to cameo I wasn't sure how they'd managed to do a cameo with her but playing the game it makes perfect sense um, there will be some light spoilers um, but it is very much a case of Enter the Bayoverse with this game. Um, it's basically Bayonetta being unleashed into a multiverse up against these humanoid 
mechanical monsters that are tearing through the multiverse, cleansing worlds. Um, so yeah, it is very much a event, uh, mul- uh, multiverse adventure. Um, have seen the iteration of Bayonetta 2 playing Bayonetta 3, plus what appeared to be the Bayonetta from the first game, and um, a completely new iteration of Bayonetta, which um, I hadn't seen before, but we did get a chance to play as. Um, and yeah, it is really cool. Like The different Bayonettas do control slightly differently, do have different kind of... Weapons, abilities, techniques. Um, you can summon demons more easily, and it is kind of insane. Like you control the demons, and um, and the gameplay I did record yesterday, which will be up on YouTube over this weekend. Um, yeah, you have a freaking kaiju battle. Like you, Bennett literally rips out a, t- a heart and transforms into a kaiju beast. So. Yeah, it is batshit crazy is one of the best ways you can describe it. It is kind of off the walls crazy. Um, uh, it's just kind of like Bayonetta on steroids. Like they've really gone all out. Um, I know they have taken mechanics from their cancelled game Scalebound, which was, again, they were developing in partnership with Microsoft. I think Microsoft wanted to try and make it online multiplayer and Platinum wanted to do it um, as a kind of single player campaign game so it's kind of like a bit of a clash of what the de- the developer and publisher wanted and so I think Microsoft pulled the plug on it um, there had actually been rumours that, that Nintendo was going to reboot Scalebound or kind of restart the on it but I think or it might be just where they move some of the scale bound mechanics across to Bayonetta. Uh, across to Bayonetta 3. Um, it does seem to work pretty well where you kind of take control of your demon and kind of move that around while you got it summoned and stuff like that. So yeah, it does sound very weird I'm saying it, but if you watch like gameplay videos or playthroughs, then it kind of makes sense, hopefully. Um, but again, there's not a lot of... Uh, scope for exploration, a lot of things to find out and discover, lots of challenges. Um, so yeah, I think is if you are a fan of Devil May Cry or um, Be- the Bennett series, definitely worth checking out. Um, like the the combat is fantastic. Like it is enraging at times. Um, Matt from the Game Junkies with a test because he heard me kind of cursing quite a bit the other day when I was playing it and he was kind of like like you enjoy the game it's like yeah it's like well he didn't sound like it um but yeah it is kind of very much it can be quite challenging but it was also kind of very fun and just some of the beasts you go up against are just kind of you look and think oh god how the hell are we going to defeat that um but yeah, some very, very interesting gameplay mechanics and styles and things to do. Um, it is currently sitting on an 88 on Metacritic. I know it is 
uh, just below Bayonetta 2, but a lot of reviewers are saying it is the best Bayonetta of the series. I know there are some frame rate issues where the frame rate drops out occasionally um, due to what's going on on the screen and unfortunately the capability of the Switch. Um, so yeah, there are some, I'm not going to say it's going to run perfectly 60 frames per second the whole time, because um, it's not. Um, but for me, there's only one time that I really noticed it. Because um, I don't really pay attention to frames per second and stuff like that. So I'm not really got accustomed to what I'm looking for in terms of frame rate. So I couldn't tell you the game's running in 30 or 60 frames a second. Um, but I do notice when the frame rate drops. So um, there's only one time that really kind of really stood out to me that the frame rate had kind of taking a dive a bit um and it only threw me out for a split second but i could i did enjoy it and or just still i'm just to enjoy the game i'm still enjoying the game um so performance is pretty good across the board for me um oh yeah it's like the one white people have got it's just like the frame rate does drop sometimes and again i'm i think i'm the fourth chapter in so i've done a bit of gameplay on it but um still got further to go in the game um but yeah looking forward to seeing what it throws at me in different challenges and um the different characters you get to meet because i think there are other characters that are gonna show up and apparently there are levels where you can play as john and the new character viola as well so yeah very much intrigued to carry on with that and that's before we get stuck into the big release of November. And the main two I will be kind of looking at and covering are probably uh, going to be Sonic Frontiers and obviously Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I am getting Pokemon Violet. So, yeah, very much getting stuck into those two games. Um, Sonic Frontiers is out on Tuesday the 8th. So, yeah, very much counting down the days to that. Um, the embargo for reviews doesn't lift until the day before release, which can be concerning at times. It can mean that um, publishers are nervous about what the results are going to be. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the reviews are. But I am very impressed with what I played at EGX, so I am definitely getting stuck into it. Um, I will aim to have gameplay videos up as soon as I can. Uh, might not be able to do much until the um, Wednesday or Thursday, unfortunately, because of my work schedule. But hopefully I will get some decent footage up of it. And you guys will be able to enjoy my um, my Sonic Frontiers experiences. So, yeah. That kind of wraps up the games that I've been playing in October and what I'm looking forward to in November. Um, no, I'm sorry, it's been a bit of a more of a review session again but um yeah i think the three games that i've covered are what i've given a go if you do get a chance to um but actually especially if you like the devil may cry series definitely worth um checking out um just i forgot how much i missed the character really like she is kind of really sassy really kind of on it and kind of yeah, it's other things she comes out with, you just kind of like, wow. <laughs> um, 
I mean, Ed Robertson's very charming, very funny. Um, I am intrigued to get stuck more into that um, and see how the, see where the game takes me. And yeah, that is going to wrap up what I've been kind of my main section. So, can move on to what I've been playing on top of those three games. Obviously, the three games I covered, I have been playing. Uh, Ditch into Animal Crossing. Um, not every day. I am finding I'm maybe going a day or two without popping onto the island now, which is a bit of a shame. Um, but I think sometimes life gets in the way, unfortunately, and that's definitely the case recently with me, unfortunately. Um, Tetris Night and I keep on dipping in and out of Splatoon 3 I've been having goes on as well um, yeah um, one thing with Splatoon 3 I haven't touched a single player yet so I do need to crack on with that I probably will try and do a video of that on my YouTube um, but again at the moment it's just try to find time for everything um, so we are getting to the busy season of um, gaming so Hopefully it will be a case that I can get stuck in and get some bits sorted and get some decent gameplay for you guys. I've still got to upload my Marion Rabbit's Marks of Hope footage. So yeah, this weekend I should hopefully have a few videos coming out. Um, so yeah, keep an eye out for those. Um, as always, you can find me on Twitter at ChrisLewis37 and YouTube as youtube.com forward slash ChrisReactor1. I'm going to swap my handles to make sure that is all set and in place. Um, and yeah, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to check out the Game Junkies podcast. I know they are really hyping up and getting ready for Pokemon. Um, recent videos have, or recent podcasts have had them ranking different um, rivals across the gens. Um, kind of like saying who, working out or debating who their favourite is from each generation. So, yeah, they've been having fun doing that. And always a good laugh with those guys. Um, so don't forget to check out Matt, Alex and Kerry uh, when the podcast should launch next week. And, yeah, if you're still listening, thank you for tuning in. And until next time, stay safe and speak to you soon. Bye. is a Mass Attack production for Visionaries Global Media.